You are listening to Haftorah, the Shir series where we explore the connections between the Parsha Shavu and its corresponding Haftorah. And here at the database of Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, it is Erev Shvi'i Shal Pesach. And in the previous Haftorah Shir, we covered the Haftorah for the Shvi'i Shal Pesach. But right now, we're going to be covering the unique Haftorah for the Achar and Shal Pesach in Golis. The special Haftorah that B'nai Golis read on the eighth day of Pesach. Of course, according to the Torah, there are only seven days of Pesach and in Eretz Yisrael. Um, by B'nai Eretz Yisrael, only seven days of Pesach are observed. However, due to what was originally referred to as the Sveika Dioma, the suffix, the Dao, as to when Pesach actually begins, there is an event, there, there is an additional day of Pesach, an additional day of Yom Tov, which requires us to have an additional Haftarah to correspond to the final day, the final Kriyasa Torah. And in this vein, we have a very beautiful Haftarah. The Haftarah from Yishayahu, Perak Yud, which uh, starts with uh, Pasuk Lamed Beis. So it starts from 1032, and it goes all the way to Yud Beis Vav, the 12.6. And this Haftarah um, begins with a reference to um, the time that Hashem cut down Sancherev, but then goes into the idyllic lyrical nevuah about what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. A Haftarah whose shir I must dedicate My mother of blessed memory was always looking forward towards the day of Mashiach and today we will talk about what exactly those days will look like. As the Navi begins, Od hayom benov lamod Yet today he will stand in Nov. He will wave his hand toward the mountain of the daughter of Tzion, the hill of Yerushalayim. And then what's going to happen? Hinei ha'adon, Hashem tzvakos misa'ef pura b'ma'atza, ramea koma g'duim v'hagvom yishpalu. Behold, Hashem, the master of legions, he's going to lop off the branches with an axe, and then the, the, the lofty ones will be severed, and the proud ones humbled. And then finally... Um, um, from the intro of the Haftarah, it concludes, The forest thickets will be hewn by iron, and Levonon will fall by a, mighty, uh, by a mighty one. And then we get to uh, Perak um, Yud Aleph, where the Navi tells us, that Vyatza Khotermi Geza Yishai Vinatsa Mishavifre, and a shoot shall spring forth from the stem of Yishai, and the twig shall sprout from his roots. Now of course, who comes from Yishai? That is David Hamelach. Well David Hamelach was already alive at this time, so that means that we are looking even forward into the future, and that is Mashiach ben David. That Mashiach ben David is going to come. And what will happen when that happens? A beautiful thing is going to happen. A spirit of Hashem will rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom, understanding, a spirit of counsel and strength, um, and of knowledge and fear of Hashem. This is one of the things that if you remember way back a couple of years ago when we were uh, doing a mini-series on Real Talk Torah, we were talking about what is Mashiach, what is he going to do? What is he going to accomplish? So we mentioned that he's not only an Arab, but he is a person, he is a king, and he's going to draw us all back to the Avodah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's going to help us serve Hashem in the proper way. 
And um, that's something that we argued we can start doing that even right now. Just we'll have a better opportunity, obviously, when Mashiach comes. But we don't wait for that. So the really the, the very thing that we want Mashiach to do when he gets here is something that we can already start doing now if we really, really want to. So that's uh, just uh, an important thought in and of itself. But now we have to return to the question of why we read this unique Haftorah um, at this particular time, a time when, again, the Bnei Eretz Yisrael will not be reading it. Um, parenthetically, um, to go into territory that I don't really want to go to, but I'll just mention it, that I saw in one contemporary sefer that was uh, suggesting that this Haftorah is read by some communities on the day of Yom Ha'atzma'ut, of day of Israeli independence. And again, I'm not weighing in on that discussion. Uh, but that would be a time where maybe there are other people that will open up this piece of Navi and they will read it, and they'll read it after they do Kriyasa Torah, whether you are um, on board with that or not. But this Haftarah that we do read in Galus, um, and this Haftarah that we, that, that we read on the eighth day of Pesach, the quote-unquote eighth day, so the question is, what does it have to do with us? And I, I, I think that this beautiful Haftarah, which I want to give more time to, because I, w- I want you to see some of the beautiful pieces of what it's going to be like when Mashiach comes, and obviously you'll get a chance to read it yourself in the Navi um, when uh, the Haftarah is actually taking place in your shul. But I think the, that the answer to this question really connects us back to all of the Haftarahs that we have been looking at for Pesach up until this point. So, for example, we saw the, we'll call it the later day, um, Karbanos Pesach that were offered, which remind us that in every generation, right? We saw that when it came to the, the discussion of the Karban Pesach in the times of Yehoshua. We saw that when it came to the Karban Pesach in the times of Yehoshua, Melech Yehuda. And even in last night's Haftarah that we discussed for the Shvi'i Shal Pesach, Right, we were talking about Shiraz Davin Amalekh, which reminds us to be able to that we have to be able to take um, the special gu'ulos that we've experienced in the past and to bring them into our own lives and to contextualize ourselves and those gu'ulos together, to make it so that the gu'ula was my gu'ula, and see Hashem's Yad in our lives as well. So that a song written by Davin Amalekh is really a song that is sung by all of us and in that vein, we able we were able to put ourselves into the same boat as those of every generation, realizing that Hashem is there in every single generation for us. So I believe that all of those things, plus one more haftarah that I neglected to mention so far today, um, I think all of them bring us back to this Haftarah. So which other Haftarah am I referencing? So I'm thinking back to the Haftarah of Shabbos HaGadol. The Haftarah for Shabbos HaGadol, which was from the last piece of Navi, from Sefer Malachi, which reminds us also of this great and awesome day. That Hashem says, I'm sending before you Eliyahu Navi, who's going to come before the great and awesome day of Hashem. Right? What is that great and awesome day of Hashem? Of course, that is the day of the final Geula, the day of the final war, the coming of Mashiach, said Kano, Now, we questioned why we were reading that Haftarah on 
on the Shabbos before Pesach, a Haftarah which seemingly has nothing to do with Pesach in and of itself. We drew some connections, but we argued that Pesach in and of itself is not even about Pesach in and of itself. Meaning to say that Pesach is not about the Geula that once was, the Geula that happened once upon a time when we left Mitzrayim. And that is why, even in our own Seder, we don't only talk about that Geula. We talk about what happens at Bechol Dorvadar in every generation. And even at the end, we are hoping that Kel Bnei Beis Chabit Karov, that Hashem is going to rebuild his base Samigdash, that we are going to return to Eretz Yisrael, which is why in Dayenu we don't finish with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, but we continue on to Kabbalah Satora, we continue on to the Binyan Beis Abachira, the Beis Olam and the Beis Samigdash of Hashem. Meaning that Shabbos HaGadol teaches us how to put ourselves into the context of Geula in our own times, to yearn for the final Geula, and therefore, after Shabbos HaGadol says, get ready for that day. So if that's what we say on Shabbos HaGadol just before Pesach, to get ready for that day when I'm going to send Eliyahu Hanavi, that, um, that, that Yom Hashem HaGadol Vehanora. So then what is the Haftarah on the Acharon Shal Pesach? The Acharon Shal Pesach, for those of us who are still in Golis, who do not have the source of being in Eretz Yisrael, to experience that higher level of Geula that we could on each Pesach, the final Haftarah, of Pesach, for anyone who is still observing it, tells us, be there, be in that day. Not just the gula that was, but the gula that will be. On Shabbos HaGadol, we told you, get ready for it. It's coming. And now, in the Achen Shal Pesach, we say, it's here. Now, whether or not we're actually there, we're placing ourselves there. No, it's not Leila Seder anymore. Perhaps the Chiev at that time is not necessarily to see ourselves as though we are leaving, but that is the yearning that we are supposed to have at the end of Leil Seder. If you are not at that yearning, if you're not really pining for the Geula and hoping and expecting that at any moment it could be there, if you're not there, then you didn't do your Seder properly. Right? We spoke about also the Haftarah for Shabbos Um, um So I, well, I, I misspoke when I said there was only one Haftarah that I didn't reference. There's another Haftarah that I didn't reference. The Haftarah of Dry Bones, the Atzamos Yveshos, to wrap up everything that we had discussed um, when it came to Tchias HaMesim, that one day there will be a Tchias HaMesim. That'll be after Mashiach comes. And realizing that that, that happens, that that can happen at any point, and that Hashem's ability to do it exists all the time. So right, so we uh, um, so the other haftar that we didn't uh, focus on um, this year is the the haftar from Yechezkel about those dry bones, which reminds us also place yourself into a context of geula, realizing that it can be there. So now we look ahead to Yeshayahu, where Yeshayahu says that it'll happen. There will be a day, and what is that day going to be like? And I believe if we look forward, if we look further into this haftar, we will see some more beautiful connections. As the Navi not only describes who, what's going to happen when this, uh, when this uh, shoot um, grows from the from the stump of Ishai, right? So what's going to happen? Hashem is going to place on him these special spirits of of spiritual direction. And then we talk about what he's going to do. So what will Mashiach do? Going back to what we said, the Shafat Tzedek Dalim, he's going to righteously judge the poor, um, or the humble of the earth. 
he's going to strike the earth with the staff of his mouth. Right, not, and he's not going to use Rebihika Eretz B'Shevet Piv Uvrach Tosav Yav Misrasha and through the breath, the breath of his mouth the, the wicked will be slain so he's not going to you know smack people around he's just going to use his words his words of Torah Righteousness will be the girdle around his loins and the faith will be the girdle of his waist and then we get to a very interesting piece which the Rambam says is not necessarily to be taken literally. He says, The wolf will dwell with the sheep, and the leopard will lie down with the kid, with the little goat. And the calf and the lion and the fatling together. Um, and, and, and then he continues. And then a, a child is going to be leading them. Ufara, Vadov, and a cow, and, and a bear, and a yachtav are going to graze together. The bear is going to graze. You're but see all day, and they're they're young, they're going to crash down. And the lion, just like the cattle, is going to eat straw, something that we know is not in the diet of a lion. And then a little suckling, a baby is going to play by the hole of a viper. He's going to crawl around by the by the snake hole. And then a newly weaned child is going to stretch his hand towards the adder's lair. Again, another um, another phrase for a snake hole. Pretty incredible. And then what's going to happen? Another uh, Pasuk that the Rambam quotes in reference to the coming of Mashiach, that um, they, will, uh, they will neither injure nor destroy in all of my sacred mountain, for the earth will be as filled with the knowledge of Hashem as the water covering the sea. And I'll do one more Pasuk before we pause. On that day, the root from Yishai, who is going to stand as a banner for all the nations, all of the nations, all of us, not just the, not just the, not just the Jews, but the non-Jews as well. Elav, Goyim, Yidroshu. The Goyim are going to come be Doreshtim. They're going to want to learn his Torah. And his resting place will be glorious. So, again, we pause just for a second to consider the very interesting imagery that the Navi tells us of all the animals are going to together, they're going to sing together, they're going to sing Kumbaya, and um, they're going to not hurt each other. Now, the Rambam seems to say that this is a reference to how the nations of the world are not going to attack Klal Yisrael. It's going to be safe, and opposites are going to uh, somehow get along, which maybe reminds us of Makas Barad when the fire and ice work together. But the truth is, all these animal references remind me of a different component of Pesach, namely that which we spoke about in the Who Knows the Haggadah Marathon series when we spoke about Chagadya. Chagadya, we were wondering what that has to do with Pesach. And we spoke about the Mida connected Mida aspect of it, that um, that which we find in Perkeavos as well from Hillel, we saw the skull floating in the in the river, in the, and then he said, "Because you drown others, you were drowned." And in the same vein, many Mefarshim explain that Chad Gadya reminds us that because Paro picked on us, Hashem picked on him. In the the Esther Makos, we said maybe corresponded to the ten characters of Chad Gadya, reminding us that Hashem will always serve justice where it's needed, and when 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 the weak are oppressed. And I believe that this Haftarah reverses Chad Gadya in a certain sense. Interestingly, it talks about the Gedi at the mercy of the leopard, right? Maybe the Shunra, the, the, the wild cat, 
that is uh, that is not going to attack it. The feline will not attack it anymore. Guess what? Among the animals, if you were listening closely, we referenced the gadi and we referenced the leopard. The wolf, we said the wolf and the lamb are going to be together. The leopard and the goat are going to be together. The lion and the cows and the bear and even the baby and the snake. What is all this to tell us? I believe it's to tell us that although there is normally... A, um, a food chain in the animal kingdom. There's normally a certain nature to animals that certain animals just do not get along, and in, in, in the food chain, in, um, they will just destroy each other. But just like we find in Chag it ends with a Kaddish Baruch Hu coming out, and a Kaddish Baruch Hu will restore the, 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 the life to those who have fallen. And at the end, the little goat, he's going to survive. But there was going to be a time. When, when Hashem eventually reveals himself to the world, the times of Mashiach, when the Das of Hashem is so clear like water covering the earth that no one's going to want to attack each other, you will not have another Chad Gadya. And even if we go with the Rambam, um, and we should go with the Rambam, that doesn't take this literally, but assumes that this is a reference to the nations of the world. So we spoke about how, according to the Vilna Gon, different components of Chad Gadya represent different points in history. And there are uh, many who, who not only identify the pieces of Chad Gadya, the characters of Chad Gadya, as different points in history, but different nations that attacked Klal Yisrael. Um, that was uh, one, uh, one spin that we didn't really discuss. So all of those nations are not going to attack Klal Yisrael anymore, and they're not even going to attack each other, because, like the strong winds that you might hear in the backgrounds of this shir, um, the, the, the Ruach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be upon everyone, and we are going to realize that Hashem is in charge. We will not see um, Klal Yisrael and any other nation oppressed. So now we continue. will be on that day. Yosef Hashem Yodo. Hashem is going to add his hand a second time. Sharamo to reacquire the remainder of his people. Again, the ones who are all over the world, whether they're in Assyria as they were at that time, or or from Mitzrayim, a later day Yitzias Mitzrayim. Umi Pasros from Pasros. Umi Kushum from all the different islands of the sea. Hashem is going to gather every single one in. Venasa Nesla Goyim. He's going to make a banner for the nation. Vyasafnet Chay Yisrael. And he's going to gather in the scattered of Yisrael. Unfutsos Yehuda. And the spread out of Yehuda. Yekabetz Mirabakan Vosaretz. Like we say in Tekabisha for every single day. And guess what? Not only will the nations not attack us, but Vesara Kinas Ephraim Vitsare Yehuda Yikaresu Ephraim Leikanes Yehuda Yehuda Loyotsaras Ephraim. There will no longer be a friction between the different houses of Klal Yisrael, between the Beis Yosef and the Beis Yehuda, the Bnei Leia, the Bnei Rachel, right? Ephraim and Yehuda. He says that Ephraim's, uh, the, 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 the Kinas Ephraim, the jealousy of Ephraim will no longer be there, and the torment of Yehuda, the oppressors of Yehuda, will no longer be there. Right? It's interesting, and it says that the, and it, and it says in the same vein, that the, um, the Loikaneus Yehuda, right? Ephraim's not going to be jealous of Yehuda, and Yehuda's not going to terrorize Ephraim. Um, what I find interesting about that is in history, it was Yosef who made others jealous, or there are others who were jealous of Yosef, and the brothers, they tormented, you know, they, they tormented him back, and it was, it was led by Yehuda. And interestingly, in this time, it sounds like the roles are going to be reversed. When Yehuda is the Melech, so Yehuda is going to be on top, as opposed to Yosef, who was formerly on top. So now when Yehuda's on top, is Yehuda going to make Yosef jealous? And the answer is no, the kinah will not be there. But you know what? 
so Ephraim from Yosef will not be jealous of Yehuda, and no longer will we see Yehuda um, terrorizing and tormenting um, Ephraim. They will not be tormenting Yosef. So even when the roles are reversed, the actions are not going to change for the worse. But rather, together, Vyafuba Chasef Plishtin, they are going to fly to the Plishti boundary. Yama Yachtav Yavozu Esbnei Kedem, they're going to plunge to the Bnei Kedem Edom. Umov Mishloach Yadam Uvnei Amon Mishmatam. Vecherem Hashem Eislashonya Mitzrayim. Hashem is going to ban the language of the Sea of Mitzrayim. He's going to dry up the tongue, according to article. He's going to wave his hand over it. He's going to, he's going to break in seven streams and lead them over across with dry shoes. It sounds like a recreation of Kriyas Yamsuf on the second to last, on, on the last day of Pesach. We, and interestingly, on the Shvisha Pesach, we reference that miracle. And we read it. He's going to make a path for the rest of his people, who are still coming back from Ashur. Just like the day when Kla Yisrael left Mitzrayim. This is an immediate connection to Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And I'm going to, and you will say on that day, that I thank Hashem. I'm going to thank Hashem for the time that He was angry with me, but You removed Your wrath and comforted me. Hinei. And then we finally we finish with a very famous few lines from Abdullah. The God of my behold, the God of my uh, salvation. I, gar- I am guaranteed. I feel secure and not fe- and I do not fear. I do not dread. Because the mighty and my song and Hashem is the salvation for me. And uh, and you, you'll draw water of joy from the wellsprings of salvation. And then the Haftara finishes with the last few psukim. And you will say on that day that we should thank Hashem, call out His name, and make known His 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 alilos, His plans to the people. And mention it because His name will have been will become powerful. It'll have reached. Sing to Hashem because His grandeur will be done. Mudas, those bechal arts will be known throughout the world. Tzali varoni yoshevus Zion. So sing and, and and rejoice in song, the those who are settling in Zion, right? The, or the inhabitant of Zion. Kigudal bekerbeich kedosh Israel, for the Holy One of Israel has done greatly among you. How else could you possibly want to end your Pesach with, um, but with with the knowledge that Mashiach is coming, and perhaps for this reason the Baal Shem Tov was known for having the Sudas Mashiach and a minog that many people, especially from Chabad, still hold today. The Vilna Gon also had a special Suda at the end of Pesach for a different reason, but the point is to realize that there is a Geula to come, to realize that it's not over, to realize that there will be a day when we experience the Geula that is written in this beautiful, beautiful Haftarah. And Be'ez Hashem, we should be Zoha to that Geula with the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu. Once again, Bimhira Yamenu. If you enjoyed this year and others like it on the podcast and want to partner up with us with a sponsorship, offer you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group, where you will find links to every uploaded Shear and links to Shiorim that I repost due to their relevance, then all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data then base B E I S at gmail.com. And I wish you for I believe the last time the Skog Egotamoid and a Chagkashivasameach. And hopefully, when we meet up on the other side, it'll be with the final Geula once again. Bimheir, Bimeinu. Thank you for joining us here at the database.